I choose to take responsibility for the fact that I am involved in a vulnerable family system. And I'm going to take that responsibility, not lightly. I'm going to take that responsibility to heart. I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I'm in a relationship now with somebody, whether they're my kids or your kids, I'm in a relationship now with somebody and my kids are at risk. Your kids are at risk of experiencing another disruption in their family system if we don't get it right this time. And we need to understand the magnitude of that. We need to understand the importance of doing step family in a way that pays reverence to the experiences of each individual person because that matters. Our individual experiences in step family, they matter. And so we can pay that respect by starting to acknowledge that we are, in fact, very different than a nuclear family. For most of us, Belonging to a stepfamily was never part of the plan. We never planned to get divorced, never planned to fall in love with somebody who already had kids and an ex-spouse who's not going anywhere. But here we are, trying our best to solve the blended family puzzle. I'm Brittany Lynch, and for the last 15 years, I've been working with the human body, mind, and spirit. As a certified stepfamily counselor, mental health nurse, and having been a stepmom myself for the last decade, I've learned that happy stepfamilies are built by healthy people. Welcome to the Whole Step Family Podcast, where you will learn how to create peaceful, loving, authentic stepfamily relationships that allow you to be who you really are so you can love the life you live and the people you live it with. As we wait on the time Hello and welcome to the Whole Step Family Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lynch. And today we are going to be looking at the differences between nuclear families, also known as biological families, also known as intact families, also known as first families, and the step family. So in other words, what makes step families different than what we would consider as a normal family in 21st century terminology? And before we get into that, I want to welcome you to our show. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener from season one, Queen of Your Castle, welcome back. Please make sure that you have gone ahead and subscribed. Uh, If you are enjoying season two, once we get it underway, thank you for leaving us a rating and a review. And if you would like to get in touch with us, follow along on social media. You can follow us over at The Step Queen. Um, And if you are looking for step family counseling or coaching or or educational materials that are a little more in-depth or hands-on or customizable to yourself and your specific step family dynamic, you can head to stepqueen.com to book a free consultation with a member from our team. There's no hassle. There's nothing for sale on that free consultation. It's just an opportunity for us to be able to connect and to hear a little bit about your 
current step family situation and to see if there's anything that we can do, anything that we offer, products or services that we offer that could be helpful for you to create that harmonious, peaceful, loving, non-chaotic uh, step family experience that undoubtedly led you here to listen to what it is that I have to say. Isn't that why we're all here? Isn't that why we're all here is to answer this life's, life's, one of life's biggest questions. How do I develop this meaningful existence? How do I, how do I live a meaningful life in a set of circumstances or scenarios or situations which are not at all what I thought they would be? Okay, who's on a quest to answer that question? Just me? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, anyway, where's my cricket button? I can't reach it from down here. So if you are a returning listener, again, welcome back. If you are a new listener, welcome. My name is Brittany Lynch. You will also hear me refer to myself as Shakti Jiwan Kaur. We won't get into that today, but another day we will. Uh, today, today I want to set the stage by, by, taking a look at the things that make us different. Now, now something that we see that has a really kind of negative long-term effect on step families is this tendency that we have socially to pretend that we're not a step family. Okay. Now, where does this come from? We've probably all seen these, these really cute posts on social media or these really cute cards or or whatever ideas ideals uh where people say things like you know we're not half we're not step we're not blended we're just family and i think that that's a really lovely notion i think that underneath that is a really beautiful intention to create an atmosphere where everybody feels included where everybody feels like they belong, where everybody feels like they're welcome, where everybody feels respected and important. And so underneath this messaging that we're kind of pummeled with in the step family world, the messaging of, you know, we're, we're, we're not, we're not half, you're not my half sibling, or you're not my stepchild, or you're not my step parent. The love, the love doesn't differ based on that relationship. And again, while I think that this is a really beautiful sentiment, I unfortunately think that it kind of creates a lot more issues in step families than maybe we are realizing. Why? Because step families are plain and simple, very simply, we are just different. We're governed by a different set of 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 rules. We're governed by a different set of relationship dynamics. We are governed by an entirely different system, actually, than the traditional nuclear biological intact family is governed by. So if you are finding yourself in step family situations where there is uh, conflict or drama or resentment or jealousy or friction 
or maybe there's nothing that you can put your finger on, but something just feels off. Something just feels like it hasn't clicked yet. Then the episode today is going to explain why. Now, the problem with going through stepfamily relationships, turning a blind eye to the things that make us stepfamily, is that we are essentially then failing to tend to the things that make us a vulnerable family system. In other words, stepfamilies are not and will never be the same as a biological family. We, for instance, you know, we have to ask ourselves questions like, is my lover's ex-lover going to be joining us at the dinner table this Christmas? <laughs> we have to ask ourselves questions like, uh, uh, should I drop my kids off at the end of the driveway or should I walk up to the door and have to look at my ex-husband's new wife in the face? We are, are in a step family system. Not only are we presented with the kind of traditional relationship development skill <laughs> challenges that everybody that we know has difficulty with. So things that are already difficult in relationships outside of step family, things like being able to communicate effectively, being able to resolve conflict effectively, um, being able to assert what our needs are and get our needs met. These things are challenging in normal everyday relationships as it is. And so when we focus on those things, which those are fantastic, these skills are going to benefit us in step family. But when these are our only focus and we fail to recognize what makes step families different, we're kind of leaving half of the puzzle out. So, so today's episode, what I want to do is let you know if you are experiencing certain things in your step family that are feeling maybe a little bit hard to figure out how to get through, there's a very good reason or there's a very good chance, I'm sorry, there's a very good chance that the reasons underneath that have to do with the step family system itself and the differences that the step family system itself, those differences, the way that those differences apply pressure to your relationship dynamics are going to be different than if you were in a traditional nuclear biological family structure. So what I want to talk about today, what I want to inform you of today, what I want to provide education for you today is what are these things that make us different? And by understanding the things that make us different, we are then much better equipped to develop the appropriate tools and skills and resolutions that are suitable to our specific experience. Okay, so think about it this way. If you were, if you decided that you wanted to learn a new hobby, okay, and you wanted to learn the hobby of playing the harp, then I would not give you instructions on how to play the guitar. 
Yes, they're both stringed instruments. Yes, they're both beautiful. Yes, they both require you to use your hands. Yes, they use the same musical scale. But playing the harp is not the same as playing the guitar. And if you're going to try to apply the principles of guitar playing to the principles of harp playing, like you might be able to get through it. You might be able you might be able to figure out how to play joy to the world. <laughs> joy to the world, the Lord is right? You 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 would be able to you'd be able to get through it. You'd be able to you'd be able to 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 to, to figure it out. You'd be able to to what am I trying to say? You'd figure it out, right? You'd figure it out well enough. But you wouldn't, by any stretch of the imagination, be able to master the instrument of harp or the playing of harp while applying the principles of guitar to that. So step family and traditional biological family, yes, they both look like string instruments. Yes, you could probably play joy to the world on both of them and get by. But wouldn't you so much rather learn what it is that makes the harp unique so that when you sit down to play it, people are enchanted by it rather than wondering why is this person playing Joy to the World over and over and over again? Which I mean, Joy to the World is a beautiful song. Let's so without further ado, let's take a look at what are the differences between biological intact first families and step families. In my, in my opinion, number one, the first one that we're going to look at today, in my opinion, this is, is the most important uh, differentiator between step families and intact biological families. I believe that encapsulated in this first difference are very many subtleties and very many avenues for us to explore, uh, which we will do in, in this episode and many to come, um, which is that in, in, a, in a biological intact nuclear family, that family always comes together because of a joining. There is a partner and a partner and they join. And through that joining, there is a new person brought into the world. Okay, So whether we're in same-sex couples or uh, heterosexual couples, a biological intact nuclear family comes together when one person says, hey, I like you. And the other person says, hey, I like you too. And then all of a sudden there's a baby, right? This is how it happens. This is how we teach sex ed in school. All of a sudden the stork comes and drops off a baby. So in an intact family, that baby, that family system always comes because of a one plus one equals three situation, okay? <laughs> Uh, however, in an, in a step family situation, a step family can only come together if there is first a loss. A step family can only come together by the loss or breakup or divorce or death of the first family, of the nuclear family, of the traditional intact family. 
So that means that we are already beginning our experience of family from a state of grief. Where there is loss, there is always grief. And every single person in a step family has experienced some type of loss. Yes, there are varying degrees and, and varying, in, varying intensities of those kinds of losses based on situations and personalities and habits and history and all of that. But whether it is a child who is losing the experience of having their parents together living in the same home, whether that is the loss of your spouse who is now your ex-spouse and the loss of a significant amount of your parenting time, or for our step-parents, the loss can be the loss of your imagined future that you, that you dream that you would have one day. Arguably, most step-parents are not thinking, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to fall in love with somebody whose ex-partner is going to be involved in my life forever and their kids are going to be there too. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but based on the way that our society is set up, we just don't, we just don't think that that's the way that our life is going to go even though most of us have been involved in step situations to uh, many degrees for many years, um, most of us assume, you know, I'm just going to partner up with somebody and then I either will or I won't have kids <laughs> uh, and we'll live happily ever after. So so coming, coming together with somebody who then either has a child um, or who is trying to fall in love with your child, depending on which side of the fence that you're in, we need to take into consideration the fact that everybody in our step family system is grappling with and processing through some type of grief. And that loss of the first family system, the importance of that loss and everybody's ability to handle the grief associated with that loss and to be supported in that grief associated with their loss is very, very, very important. And I know that a lot of step parents can take it personally when the kids are longing for their mom or longing for their dad. I know that I can take it personally when I'm sharing parenting time with my ex-husband and my kids miss call for their dad and miss their dad. And I, I you know, that, that powerless experience that comes up that is not present in a biological family, you know, unless, you know, dad's on a work trip or whatnot, but at least then they're coming back. So there's a whole, there's a whole element to step families that if we pretend step families are not any different than biological families, then we miss this really huge component, which is we need a safe place for people to be able to unpack and process and heal through the grief associated with being part of a step family. And it's really important to also note that just because there is grief associated with being part of a step family doesn't negate all of the love and joy and happy things that can arise from becoming part of a step family as well. A lot of people find treasure in step family that otherwise you would not maybe find 
because you wouldn't be tested in the same way that step family tests us. Okay, so difference number one, the step family is always born from loss, where a nuclear biological family is always formed by the coming together. So that's one really big important difference between step family and biological intact family. That that in itself, you know, this 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 grief and this loss is enough reason for us to look at the step family system, recognize the vulnerabilities that we have as being members of a step family, and prioritize even more the establishment of safety and structure and predictability. In a in a biological family in any relationship, actually, we can kind of stay where we don't want to stay for longer than we want to stay there because of the fear of what happens when we change. So maybe you know somebody uh, who has been in a bad relationship for a really long time and you've wondered to yourself, why does she stay or why does he stay in this really terrible relationship? And the answer to that is because even when we're not happy, at least we know what to expect. And so we, we as human beings, don't like change. Our brains don't like change. We like to know what we can expect day in and day out, even if we don't, can't expect that much. Even if the things that we expect are not, you know, all that much to write home about. It is this predictability and consistency that creates our mind's illusion of safety. Now, in a step family, people don't know what to expect. And and this is a second difference that I want to take a look at today, where in a first family, these expectations and norms, um, you know, things like how do we do mealtimes? How do we do chores? How do we do responsibilities? How do we flow through each of our days? How do we move through our relationships with each other? How do our conflict cycles look? In a traditional family, these norms or these these characteristics of your family system develop slowly over time. First, there comes the coupling, then there comes the kids. And then by the time the kids are a little bit older, the couple has already established their kind of rhythms. And then the kids are brought into those rhythms and everything develops kind of really organically over time. Okay. And then everyone knows what to expect really organically over time. Now in a step family, the difference between a step family and a, and, a, and a nuclear intact family is that the first family is going to bring along elements of that microculture, right? They're going to bring along, they're going to bring along, we're going to bring along kind of an emotional climate that we are used to having. We're going to bring along our traditions. We're going to bring along the way that we eat. We're going to bring along the way that we relate to each other. And then when a step parent enters, the step parent is essentially observing this microculture of their partner's 
first family, which isn't quite the same as it used to be and is now different because of the addition of the step-parent and the step-parent's microcultures that they bring from their family of origin. So unlike the traditional intact family where things are, are developing organically over time, when we have a step situation where lives are coming together, we can have a clashing of those forms and norms and rhythms and routines because those have not developed naturally over time. Those have kind of been, been brought over and then superimposed onto the new family structure. Meaning, since it's the way that it's always been done, we can have an expectation that this is the way that we continue to do it. And now this is where we run into issues in, or we notice issues in step family where um, parenting styles, conflict in parenting styles can can create issue and, and conflict. Um, and where the differences in family of origin can become really, really apparent and really, really prevalent. Um, because again, we're kind of, it's like we're, we hop in the time machine and we just are put into this pre-existing culture. So that, that is a, another, another dynamic of step family that we need to take into consideration um, that we, when we are forming a step family, we are going to want to create opportunities for these norms and forms and, and rhythms and routines to be able to develop organically so that your step family system can also have an organic evolution of the way that you do things together. But without accounting for and without recognizing and acknowledging that this is a developmental task of your step family, you are, um, you are essentially inviting conflict. You are inviting somebody to feel left out. You are inviting somebody to feel like the way that they want to do things isn't as important. So this inevitably will create conflict in a step family system. And that is why it's important that we know that it is there. So if you are noticing this in your own step family, you can say to yourself, ah, it's not just us. We're not crazy. <laughs> Other step families are going through this too. And this makes sense. Now, a third very important difference that we absolutely have to normalize in step relationships versus biological relationships is that in a biological intact family, the child is bonded automatically to both parents. In a step situation, the child and the step parent are strangers, which means that their relationship is going to take time to be able to develop organically. And since the child is already bonded to their biological parents, there becomes a new question that opens up for everybody of 
What role is the step-parent going to play in this child's life? What role is the child going to be comfortable with? What role are the biological parents going to be comfortable with? We are called to a different or higher level of relationship skill building in step family because we have to apply conscious thought and conscious attention and conscious intention to the ways that our relationships develop. In a biological intact family, the children by default bond with their parents. Even if one of those parents is not involved, the fact of that biological bond will create, or the fact of that biology will just by default create a biological bond. So the child will still, even if one of the parents isn't involved, because of the biology of that bond, the child will still have um, an image or an illusion of said relationship with that biological parent, right? This is why this is why children who um, are raised in adoptive homes want to go sometimes, oftentimes, want to go on an adventure and a mission to make contact with their biological family. There's just something really kind of primordial about knowing where it is that we've come from and knowing our ancestry and, and being connected to that ancestry and being connected to that lineage. And that is, you know, outside the scope of what it means to love somebody biologically and love somebody like your own um this is more you know primal and and this 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 animalistic drive that that we can have to want to be near others like us and so and so when we fail to consider that not only are the child and the step-parent strangers and they're going to require a certain amount of time and a certain amount of skill and a certain amount of acceptance and a certain amount of everything else in order to be able to form a relationship that is functioning, let alone reciprocally loving. Is that a word? Recipro reciprocal? I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I do know what I'm trying to say. When a step-parent and their stepchild are forming a new relationship. There's going to be a period of time where that relationship doesn't exist. And then through moments of trust building and learning safety and learning predictability, that relationship can develop and, and flourish. However, that doesn't always happen, nor is it required to happen in order to have a functioning step family dynamic. Why? Because in an intact family, as we know, the child will have developed that relationship with both of their biological parents. And so since that is already occupied in the mind of the child, the step-parent role is, is not intended to be a substitute for a biological parent which we already know if we look at it and say, oh, of course I know that. Of course we know that step-parents are not biological parents. Of course, of course I know that I'm not my stepchild's mom. Of course I know I'm not my stepchild's dad. Of course I know that my stepmom isn't my real mom, right? But because 
we socially lack the normalization of non-traditional family structures, we also then kind of lack the building blocks or the support of inviting other roles into our homes because we don't know what to do. And so since the closest thing to stepmom is mom and the closest thing to stepdad is dad, we can have a tendency to want to superimpose these traditional role expectations onto the step parent. And the step parent can have the the um, the kind of default into the role of parent, and the divorced parent can be can can be uh, unintentionally inviting that step parent to come in and occupy the position that they're ex-spouse used to occupy and again this is by no fault of anybody this is not anybody's fault this is simply because we lack the models in our society to set step families up for success so knowing that this is present knowing that this that this dynamic that this relationship development takes time between a step parent and their child can create some space and some intentionality for everybody involved in the dynamic to recognize and sit with and realize okay this step parent child relationship is going to take some time and that's normal this step-parent-child relationship might not ever get to the place where the biological bond is the same. Right? We have this. We have this. This kind of not even unspoken. It's a very spoken rule that step-parents will learn to love their stepchildren like their own. And again, like we will talk about often, I believe that this comes from a really well-intentioned place. Right? where we, of course, we want to build and develop homes where everybody feels safe and loved and welcome and included. And because safe and love and welcome and included means loving them like your own in our culture, in our society, step parents are kind of set up to fail and step kids are set up to fail and their parents are set up to fail because we lack this, this uh, job description for step parents that feels like it is included and important in the step family structure. And that leads us to our fourth and final dynamic, difference dynamic that we're going to be exploring in today's episode, which is that in an intact family, because the biology piece is there, everybody feels like they belong to each other. Even if there is, you know, a, a higher amount of conflict in a biological family, at the end of the day, everybody feels connected to each other because everybody is part of each other. However, in a step situation, this experience of feeling on the outside is pervasive. And this experience of feeling on the outside is relevant and applicable and experienced by the step parents as they recognize that they're on the outside of their uh, family's kind of microcultures. The experience of being on the outside is also uh, experienced by the kids who feel like they are on the outside of 
each home as they bounce back and forth, like they don't really belong anywhere. And the experience of being on the outside is also experienced by the single parent as they are torn between who do I choose, who, who do I choose to give my attention and intention to, my lover or my children. Now, this experience isn't, isn't there in a nuclear family. This experience of being on the outside of, of a family unit isn't there in a nuclear family because everybody is just assumed to be together. This is... This, however, separation is really magnified in the world of step because everybody is realizing we don't actually all belong to each other. And if we don't actually all belong to each other, then who belongs to whom? And it, and and not belongs as in people are property, but who is entitled to my resources? Who is entitled to my time? Who is entitled to my energy? Who is entitled to my money? If I have these these conflicts, you know, where where do, where does this fall? Where do my actions take me? You know, and th- this is this is why in step family it can be so crucially important to ask ourselves the question, what is the most loving thing that I can do for myself right now? So having now just examined some of these differences between biological family and step family, there may be some things coming up for you. Questions like, well, what are we supposed to do about it? If we're noticing that these if we're noticing that these differences are creating, you know, emotional upheaval or separation or conflict or chaos or 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 just the general sense of discontentment and and unease in the home. If what it is that you are longing for in your home is more togetherness, more harmony, more inclusion, uh, less outsiders, less less of the experience that one of these things is not like the other right like that remember that sesame street one of these things is not like the other three of these things are kind of the same is that how it goes i don't know anyways why do i sing all the time make me stop somebody make me stop somebody make me stop anyway 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 we in Step Family, you know, we need predictability. We need safety. We need consistency. We need the courage to admit to ourselves when we do not know the answers. We need the courage to admit to each other when we have made a mistake. We need the courage to do something we've never done before. Step family requires a level of vulnerability. Step family requires a level of personal responsibility. Step family requires a level of of self-love and self-compassion that for the rest of the mere mortals of this world who are coexisting in families where they can kind of default into their days, we don't have that same liberty shall I call it? Most people, you know, something I hear often from, from our step-parent clients 
is, you know, it's not fair that everybody else I know got a normal family and here I am stuck with a step family. Um, and arguably single parents have also had thoughts similar to this, right? Where it's not fair that all my friends and their partners were able to stay together and we were not. And now I have to miss out on half of my kids' lives, um, et cetera, et cetera. There's again, step families are born from loss. So we are all losing something in, in, in this experience of coming together with each other and then gaining so much more. And that's a really important consideration for us to make seeing as we do belong to a family system that does have more vulnerabilities maybe than a than a nuclear intact traditional first family whatever we want to call it even though our family system does have more vulnerabilities that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with belonging to a step family There are so many beautiful opportunities that can be created for so many people and relationships and the kids that that when we do step family from a place of emotional maturity and a place of personal responsibility and a place of wanting to take accountability and wanting to provide safety and structure and and consistency for not just the kids but for yourself as well for you know maybe the little girl version of you or the little boy version of you who was a child once upon a time who maybe didn't have that safety and structure and predictability There's so many reasons that we can be called to the opportunity of elevating the way that we do relationships. And the way that I see it is that many of us are called to this this level of elevating our relationship skills when we are called into step family. There's really no two ways around it. If you belong to a step family, then you are going to experience things that are going to cause you to stretch and break and break open and in that breaking open there is a an opportunity like none other to experience love that you would not have otherwise been able to experience without that cracking open i've said for a long time that step family is a doorway into something better step family is a doorway into a life that is more free that is more peaceful that is more harmonious and the conflict that happens in step family is that call for us that is the call for us to do things differently that is the call for us to heal that is the call for us to start looking inside. That is the call for us to ask ourselves the question, what am I contributing to this dynamic? What kinds of positive and maybe not so positive contributions am I making to this step family dynamic? Am I contributing to the formation of a safe and healthy and happy, predictable, consistent home? And if not, because you're a person and we all have angry outbursts and we all say things we don't mean and we all get mad at our kids sometimes and we've all been in a relationship that has ended at some point 
So this is not a question of, you know, are you doing a good enough job or how do you stack up compared to Sally down the street? This is part of being human. This is part of learning how to be in relationship. And the ability to sit with your own self and look at the things that are, you know, that's this that has been some of the most uncomfortable work that I've had to do on myself personally is taking inventory of my own contributions in the ending of my marriage. I had to look at myself and I had to ask myself the question, what am I responsible for? You know, what were my what were my mistakes here? What were the things that I did that was hurtful? And was it uncomfortable to look at? Yes. Do I wish I never had to do it? Yes. A hundred percent. And I also know that these things, just because we choose not to look at them, right? Just because I would choose until, <laughs> until I'm essentially forced to because of a big event, like, like my marriage ending, because we tend as humans to not want to look at these things that are uncomfortable and that might mean something about us uh, that we are not prepared to admit yet, just because we don't look at them doesn't mean we don't know that they're there. And I have no right to ask you to look at anything that you're not prepared to look at. I have no right to ask you to take inventory of the way that you are showing up in relationship. I have no right to ask you to do any kind of anything. I just know what has worked for me. I know what works for our clients. I know what the evidence says about what makes step families work. I know what the evidence says about how to create good, strong, healthy relationships with respectful boundaries where people are getting their needs met. I know energetically what the yogis would say about creating relationship containers where love can flow freely. And so you don't have to do anything. You know, you don't have to heed these differences. You don't have to acknowledge the fact that step families are different. You don't have to take responsibility for the dysfunctional patterns that you might contribute to some of your relationships sometimes when you are in emotional distress. You don't have to do any of that. And I want you to know that if and when you ever are ready for that, we will be here. And if you are ready for that today, if you are ready for that next week, if you're ready for that next year, if you're ready for that never, I hope that you know you always have a safe place to come to. There's nothing we haven't heard before. There's nothing we haven't seen before. There's nothing. You know, I was a nurse. <laughs> I was a nurse. I worked in mental health. I worked in psychiatry. I worked in neurology. I've worked with step families for the last six years. I've seen it all, heard it all, and been able to get to a place of compassion for every single human because that's what we need. That's what step families need. That's what our step families need. We need compassion. We need compassion for the fact that it is not an ideal situation for anybody. Step family happens. And because it happens, we need to treat it as though it is a real thing. We can't just pretend that step families are the same. We need to stop pretending and we need to have compassion for the people who are experiencing what they are experiencing in this family system. 
not because there's anything wrong with step families, but because when we don't acknowledge that step families are different, they go wrong and they don't make it. And I am proof of that. You know, and the the dynamics that were set in the beginning of my relationship were the track toward the end of that relationship. So we can wait. Right? We can wait. We can wait for things to smooth themselves out over time. We can wait for relationships to develop organically. We can cross our fingers and hope for the best. Right? We can we can pretend that we are a nuclear family. We can do all of those things. And also, if that ever stops working, I want you to know that, and it's not just me, there are lots of incredible set family counselors and set family coaches and set family support uh uh, groups and resources and all of that out there. There's nothing more empowering than looking yourself in the mirror and saying, I choose not to feel terrible anymore. I choose not to do things in my relationships that I regret. I choose not to react in ways that causes harm to the people that I love. I choose to take responsibility for the fact that I am involved in a vulnerable family system. And I'm going to take that responsibility, not lightly. I'm going to take that responsibility to heart. I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I'm in a relationship now with somebody, whether they're my kids or your kids, I'm in a relationship now with somebody and my kids are at risk. Your kids are at risk of experiencing another disruption in their family system if we don't get it right this time. And we need to understand the magnitude of that. We need to understand the importance of doing step family in a way that pays reverence to the experiences of each individual person because that matters. Our individual experiences in step family, they matter. And so we can pay that respect by starting to acknowledge that we are, in fact, very different than a nuclear family. And the four ways that we talked about on the episode today, there's my notes, I'll tell, I'll tell you I'm reading notes. Number one, step families are always born from loss, and where there's loss, there's grief. Number two, knowing what to expect is a critical developmental task in step family. Number three, familial microcultures can clash very easily, and they do. And number four, fourth difference between our family systems and nuclear intact traditional family systems is that biological bonds are innate, and step bonds take time and effort and intention and attention and together we can create stability we can create predictability we can create homes where even when the kids are bouncing back and forth they feel like they are coming home each and every time we can create homes where step parents don't feel like they have to hide underneath the covers or make themselves busy we can create homes where single parents don't feel like they're damned if they do and damned if they don't we can create this we are creating this the first step is just to admit yeah we are different we do have some differences and and i see those differences and i can understand how those differences are impacting my family today and so i'm a, i'm going to take responsibility for my family 
by knowing what those differences are, even if I don't do anything about it yet. And I'm going to cut myself some slack. Okay, cut yourself some slack. You're a person. This is hard. Relationships are hard enough as it is, let alone to throw the step family dynamic on top of it. And in case nobody has told you today, I hope that as we wrap up, I can leave you with this assessment. I go so far as to say assessment of of you, knowing that you are still here 50-something minutes in, taking a listen to this podcast tells me that you are in fact dedicated to your own health and dedicated to your own wellness and dedicated to your own happiness and dedicated to the happiness of the people who you are in relationship with, whether that's a partner or a kid or a stepkid or an ex or a boss or a mom or a sister or a sibling or whomever, the fact that you are still here right now, 50 minutes in listening to this conversation, tells me that you are the type of person with a huge heart who loves big and who just wants what's best, not just for themselves, but for everybody around them. And of all the things that I say to all of my clients and all of my programs, I think the thing that I love to say the most and that my clients seem to love to receive the most is the following. If you want peace in your step family, then you must be that peace. And if you want love in your step family, you must be that love and I have good news for you you already are when you're chasing after what matters your heart knows where to go if the moon gives a prize Opposite shining, you know you'll have a hand to hold. As we wait on the time.